Julia Roberts. She Roberts. Marrying Julia, Julia, Julia Roberts. Yeah. She had a crazy background and she left it all because she saw the goodness, the a good, a really good heart in my father and a strong faith. How long were they together before this proposal I mean all this to, all yeah. happened very fast or? It, it was about overall a year and a half oh, okay. uh, two okay. years all yeah right. yeah so it had its drawn out time they, they visited back and forth a bit but yeah. um so my parents knew that they were right for each other and that this was God's will um, and so when my dad asked her to move she just said yes and sold everything quit her job moved to Ireland six months later they were engaged six months later they're married and then seven kids later here we are <laughs> oh, wow. um, and then yeah so as they as they pursued the faith together and pursued God together, they realized that they wanted a really good education for their children. And unfortunately, Ireland is no longer the, the land of saints and scholars. We have Catholic schools, Catholic colleges, and I'm doing bunny ears here. Yeah. You can't, can't see me over radio, but I'm doing bunny ears there um, because unfortunately, there are no good Catholic schools in Ireland. Mm -hmm. And my parents wanted more for their children. They, want, they knew that the most important thing that they could pass on to their children was the faith and the love of God. And they knew that the key to doing that was education. Mm -hmm. So my mom was actually back visiting family in Texas when she went to a homeschooling conference. Laura Berquist, founder of Mother of Divine Grace, was speaking, mm -hmm. and she spoke about her school, and my mom knew that that was the key to helping mm -hmm. her kids grow in the faith, to know, love, and serve God, and have a true education. So she started homeschooling us. Um, <laughs> very big deal in Ireland. Only is two it other even families. Legal? Is it even legal? Praise uh, God, it is. It okay, is for now. Okay. Um, some European countries are having troubles with that. Praise God, Ireland is still able to ha have homeschooling families. Long may that last. Please God. Um, but it was still, it was, it, my mom had not heard about it. She was one of two other families. They started to start together, these two other families. Um, and yeah, it was unheard of. But my mom and dad decided to do it anyway. We were home educated with Mother Divine Grace all the way through. And that is when my story kind of begins with Thomas Aquinas College because Mother Divine Grace is a really good ca classical Catholic education. Mm -hmm. And with this love and fostering of good, great ideas with great authors contemplating big questions like, well, is there a God? If so, how can I know step-by-step step, logically that he exists? How can I know who he is? What does the good mean? Does the good even exist? What is good and evil? Like all these important mm -hmm. questions that we need to contemplate in order to like shape who we are and help us determine what way we're going to live our lives. And please God, get to heaven um so anyway that this that school mother divine grace helped foster in me this love for learning this love for the pursuit of truth and wisdom this love for god that and because of what that education had fostered in me i knew that i wanted to go to college that took that to the next level mm -hmm. that took that pursuit of truth wisdom and God to the next level so I could deepen that and really understand it and really be grounded on my feet in a world that is so crazy today yeah it's a storm <laughs> so you went from graduating mm -hmm. homeschool in Dublin mm -hmm. straight to California 
mm-hmm. as a student because you had heard about this college exactly. over in Ireland. Yeah. And yeah. you just said, Mom and Dad, I, I, I want to go to America. And they're, yeah. all, they're like, okay, yep. you're all, off you go. Yeah. And where are you in the order of the seven? So I'm the third oldest of the seven. Okay. Did yeah. the other two come to America or what did they do? My oldest sister, Katie Asco, she went to UCD, local college, the biggest college in Ireland. Um, she actually has an incredible story herself. Um, she became the student union president and then got impeached because of her pro-life views and even got in the Wall Street Journal for that. I think I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she became, her, her story was well known. Um, she got some good publicity and now she has her own evangelization program that she's founded with her now husband. Two beautiful daughters, Elizabeth and Charlotte. One of them is my goddaughter, so <laughs> love them very much. Yeah. Um, and then my older brother, Andrew, he went to John Paul Catholic University in San Diego. So he'd paved the way for me to California. Yeah. But I, I took a little, you know, a little slight turn at the end and went to <laughs> Thomas Aquinas College. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So then you've got uh, four others following behind yes. and yes. Uh, uh, interesting yeah. as well. Yeah. So um, the... the the, the, the thing that's unique about Thomas Aquinas, as you mentioned, is you, you asked the, the big questions. And I mentioned from that information on the website, it's very discussion-based. And this yes. is a very unique uh, approach. And how, is it entirely discussion-based? No lecture? Or what, what, what is the classroom environment and you know the, the way they teach? How, how does that go? That's a great question. And that's one of my favorite questions because that, like you said, is what makes Thomas Aquinas College unique. So we study the great works what those are are basically the greatest thoughts man has, mankind has ever had about the most important things and has put into a book. We read those, those the original author of those great books, and then we sit around a circular table and we discuss those great works. We have a tutor, not a lecturer, not a professor or teacher. We have a tutor the, who sits there and ha- asks an opening question that point, helps point to the heart of the text, and then the students come in and they... Uh, strive to answer that question and of course in the process many more questions pop up and people disagree you have to have your arguments lined up you have to be able to communicate well to think well to debate well to present well um, within this class and again it's all coming from the students this is all discussion Mm -hmm. Um, I mentioned that there's a tutor there I should also mention that we we see the author of the book as the teacher so there is a teacher in the classroom it's the author of the book and there's a tutor who is well versed with the The teacher book that you're discussing exactly he, he or she is there or, or no, no, no they're not there physically not there physically okay. so the teacher we believe is the author oh, of the okay. book that I we're reading you. so when okay. we're reading thomas aquinas saint thomas aquinas yeah, summa theology right. <laughs> i wish you could be there in person yeah. trust me um but uh we 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 believe he is the teacher and we're trying to learn yeah. from what he's saying in the text and the tutor is there learning with us and helping to guide the discussion mm. Um, but again, the discussion comes yeah. from the students. We, we do. Yeah, yes, very, very unique uh, role of a, of yes. a tutor because yeah. these college professors are used to standing in front of a class and lecturing, and yeah. some of them may like that. But it's, it, yeah. it's they, you, the, the faculty would have to be very unique. Yes. So, um, yes. Absolutely. Well, so your role is um, admissions counselor. Correct. And tell us about that and what what exactly. You know, do you do for the for the college? Um, yeah. So, as admissions counselor, I have the the joy to welcome people onto campus and give them tours. Try to help them 
see what our college really is um, and the beauty of our college. Um, also involved with that, if anybody has any questions about applications, if they want to get involved, they want to learn more about it, they can call me, email me, and I help them through the process of application, just learning about the college. On top of that, um, I'm in Texas because I also travel for the for the college. I, I praise God, get to go to a few different states around the country and um and just visit the schools and talk with the students about the college. Again, just try to help them see what we are um, and the uniqueness to Thomas Aquinas College. Um, and then also, actually, for being from Dublin, I, I when I'm back in Europe, I, I hop around Europe a little bit to help try to bring Europeans to the understanding of a good yeah. classical education as well. I saw on the website the aerial shot of the college, yes. and it's breathtakingly yes, beautiful. Of course, is. California is a very beautiful state. It is. Uh, and so what is... Uh, and of course, you come from a beautiful country. And, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, um, what what are some of the other, other than the academics, the great books, and the discussion, and the learning you, you get to learn? You're, you're clearly mm-hmm. are, you articulate very well. And I'm sure you learned a lot of that uh, in these four years at the college. But what what are the other benefits that you see, or the things that you enjoyed while you were there? That's a great question. So, you, first of all, you mentioned the beauty of the campus itself. So, I'll start there. The beauty of the campus is it, it's breathtaking. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we intentionally make the campus beautiful because we want to fill the life of the student with truth, beauty, and goodness. And, of course, one of the three pillars is beauty. So mm-hmm. we we have a beautiful arch- Hispanic architecture. We have incredible flowers and gardening around the whole campus. And the campus itself is placed in basically what I say, like, is imagine you're looking at a cereal bowl. Now imagine you're the Cheerio at the bottom of the cereal bowl and you're looking up around you at the t- rims of the bowl. The rims of the bowl are like these beautiful high mountains surrounding the college. And you're the little Cheerio down this little valley looking up at the beautiful mountains. And you're in the countryside, mm-hmm. surrounded again by these mountains and flowers and beautiful Hispanic buildings. Um, but you're not far too far away either. You're 10 minutes from the local town. You're 25 minutes from the beach. The college has surfboards that they allow students to just take and use and go surfing. So that's now become one of my favorite hobbies is just go Did surf. Did you surf? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, you learned how to do that. Oh, yeah. And I bet the Fantastic. water is warmer than in Ireland. Because I know oh. <laughs> that's one thing I always yes, find interesting about Ireland is that you, you go, the, the beaches are so cold. Very water. cold. Very yeah. cold. Yeah. yeah. So you still need a wetsuit. Usually you still need a wetsuit when surfing in, um, in Ventura County. But... Um, but it's, it is a lot warmer. <laughs> yeah. So how, how many uh, in the student body? How, how big is the college? Yeah, so we're a small college of about 400 students. Okay. Um, split down the line, you, about 50-50, um, male and female. All students live on campus to create a really vibrant community life. Um, yeah, so nice small mm-hmm. family. And Do you happen to know what how many different states are represented or how diverse is it as far as and also you know uh, yeah. are there many like yourself from Europe or yes. where do people come from great question and the answer really is all over we have a map down in our admissions office that shows that there's a little pin for each student um, over like the states and all over the world really we have a lot of people coming from California people coming from really all the states Kansas Texas Virginia Iowa Washington, Oregon, all over, as well as people from Canada, Argentina, um, uh, Brazil, Ireland, England, Germany, Lithuania, New Zealand, Australia, Austria, all over. Really, it's a a really um, diverse Mm -hmm. campus, which is lovely because, again, it's a discussion class, a discussion method class. So people have all these different backgrounds, all these different thoughts. 
um, even from their different cultures, that they can contribute um, into the classroom and really offer a real discussion, a real overall human discussion from very yeah. different viewpoints. And do and I'm guessing you take all the classes. You're going to take you know, mm-hmm. you know, like languages and English and history. Yes. So how do you... Is that same methodology in every class? Like if you're learning English, you're learning, you know, biology, you're mm-hmm. still discussing it? Or is yeah. it it's not just the philosophy class? It's all right. the classes are that way? It's all the classes. So okay. just to kind of lay it out, we all study theology, philosophy, mathematics, science, history, history, humanities, and language. And all of those are discussion method. And we, we, we learn uh, we have all those classes all four years, and they all build one on top of the other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's all discussion methods. Some people might think, oh, how on earth could I ever like discuss an algebra class? Like, What is there to talk about? What is there <laughs> to debating discuss? It, right? <laughs> exactly. But you would be incredibly surprised by the, the, the rich source of conversation um, there is in a math class. For example, freshman year, we study Euclid. You have to learn. He, he's a very um, step-by-step logical arguments for geometrical pro- propositions. And you have to be able to understand the truth behind that. Like, and, the, and the, yeah, the truth into the geometrical proposition. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there are so many different ways of proving something. And by diving into something that's so obviously true, like mm-hmm. geometry can be so obviously true, it, that has an incredible source to draw from and in discussion. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I think uh, what I see in a lot of young people today is that a lot of them, because they've spent so much time in social media, mm. they're kind of like detached from real conversation like, like you, know, you and I are having right yeah. now. And I'm guessing that it would be impossible to come out of a college like TAC without being able to for, you know, be, do well in a job interview, do well Absolutely. around the Thanksgiving table, yes, you know, and just yes. being able to carry yourself and yeah. express yourself, which I, which I think is a really good trait today. I completely agree. If I could just sum up what TAC can offer you, I would say it is a depth in your understanding of the faith. It teaches you how to debate and speak well. And it teaches you how to think well, mm-hmm. which is so crucial to today because yeah. there are so many different things that people are telling us we should believe. But And it's so hard to navigate our way through the craziness to the mm-hmm. truth. Yeah. But Thomas Aquinas College puts you in this beautiful, can you step away from the whole world for four years and you're just seeped in these great works, in these great discussions, in, in learning how to think well, and it, it seeped in the sacraments. We have mass op- opportunity for mass four times a day, mm. confession eight times no a day, baby adoration, mass, right? yeah. and no excuse yeah. to miss mass. You're just seeped in truth, beauty, and goodness. Yeah. Um, so that if you really give yourself to the program, you're going to come out of it, honestly, the best person yeah. that you can be. Yeah. Tell me about the the namesake, uh, Thomas Aquinas. Yes. I, I teach yes. the Summa. I think I told you that on you the phone. Did, yeah. So I know who he is, <laughs> and I know about the Summa. Uh, quite well mm-hmm. but um, and you mentioned some of the classes uh, mm-hmm. about the Summa Theologia mm-hmm. how how um, much is that incorporated into the, the curriculum the actual teaching of, of St. Thomas Aquinas so it is <laughs> the mm-hmm. college is just based on St. Thomas Aquinas because the church for example itself says well, if we have a question about faith, the church looks at St. Thomas Aquinas because he is the, a teacher of the church. Yeah. Um, and so he's the teacher of our college. Um, we look to him. We look to his philosophical proofs 
towards the truths of the Catholic faith, and he is our teacher. He, he's our guiding principle. Um, not only is he our guiding principle for what we believe and how we believe it, but also the method that he uses to find the truth mm-hmm. um, is very logical, and that's what we try to imitate and replicate in every single class, including science, mathematics, philosophy, theology, everything. Because his format, St. Thomas Aquinas's format, is very logical. He lays out three um, objections to what he's trying to prove, uh, something contrary to that, a reply what he, to, of what he actually believes, and then um, he lists out his answers to each of the objections afterwards. Mm-hmm. Very logical, very clear. We try to imitate that format in every yeah, class. Yeah. So we, we're just seeped in Thomas Aquinas, the way he proves things, the way he discusses, and what he um, sets down as the truth. Yeah, he had great respect for his intellectual opponents. Mm-hmm. In fact, he, like you say, he starts off with their arguments. Right. People said oftentimes he knew it better than they did. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I say oftentimes if you you know want to argue for life like mm-hmm. your sister has done so mm-hmm. beautifully, as you mentioned, um, you better know the other side's arguments. You better mm-hmm. know why are people pro-choice, exactly. right? Well, yeah, because if you don't understand, it, it doesn't mean you have to agree with it, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to understand it, right? Absolutely. Very good. Um, uh, what uh, I want to get in a moment... Uh, about why you're here in Texas. And by the way, if you're just tuning in to this interview, I'm speaking to Hope Asco. She is admissions counselor at Thomas Aquinas College in Southern California. Uh, ThomasAquinas.edu is the website. And um, so what what brings you here? And well, no, let me ask you, first of all, about tuition, because I know mm, that that must yes. be a question that you're asked a lot. Absolutely. College can seem so out of reach for Absolutely. so many people and people getting loans. What, 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 how affordable and how, how, um, how much of a, of a sacrifice would it be yeah. financially to go there? That's a great question, and praise God I have a very joyful answer. It's free. <laughs> well, I wish. <laughs> Not that joyful. <laughs> well, praise God, because of how unique and Thomas Aquinas College is, and because of the great work that it's doing, we have some incredibly generous donors who donate a lot of money to our college so that we can make sure people who want to come to Thomas Aquinas College for the right reason, for the education, they can come even if finances are an obstacle. We will make sure that that obstacle is, is obliterated. Basically, oh, really? um, so have, there's a desire. You you'll work within yes, budgets. Yes, we will. We will. Thomas Aquinas College works with the situation of every family and only asks the family what is reasonable to ask of them. So we have an incredible financial aid office. They look at the financial situation of every family um, and make sure that they can that student can come. Um, yeah, and and, oh, and, and well, that, that is a, that is a very happy answer. Yeah, so I've I left college with only eighteen thousand dollar debt. My parents contributed some. I contributed some. I I worked on campus in the coffee shop, which was really fun, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, thirteen hours a week. So I I worked to make it happen. My parents worked to make it happen, and the college worked hard to make it happen. Mm, yeah, and I would have been able to go because of finances, but because the college was so generous. Praise God. Yeah, what was your major? So everybody receives a bachelor degree in liberal arts. So there's no particular major. However, the points equate to a double major in theology and philosophy and a double minor in mathematics and science. Yeah, yeah. and if you 
decide to homeschool one day, well, what a blessing. That will <laughs> yes. be for your kids yes, or, or whatever. I mean, for whatever yeah. you decide to do because yeah. you have that knowledge that you've gained and, yes. you know, and it is going to be so valuable. Yeah. All right. So um, what have you been doing and are you planning on doing in Texas other than doing radio interviews? Uh, <laughs> a great question. Um, so I, like I mentioned, I travel around the country and I visit different high schools. So if you're a Catholic high school and you'd like Thomas Aquinas College to come meet your students and meet faculty and staff, please reach out to me. I'd love to come and visit. I'm also here um, rallying homeschooling families in the Dallas-Fort Worth area because, um, like I mentioned, like I was a homeschool graduate myself, uh, and I saw Thomas Aquinas College as the most smooth transition I could have possibly imagined and a furtherance of a classical education, exact, the fulfillment of a classical education, mm-hmm. to put it precise. Um, so I'm here. I'm going to be at uh, Sue Sears' house tonight, uh, November Monday, November 7th at 7 p.m. Snacks are provided. Um, if you're a homeschooling family, even if you're not a homeschooling family, if you're a student in, in high school, wherever you are in life, and if you want to hear more about Thomas Aquinas College, um, please come to Sue Sears' house tonight at 7 p.m. Um, in Dallas. Very good. And so, uh, they, and if people want to get in touch with you mm-hmm. and, you know, like you say, invite, invite them back, as you'd yes. probably you'd come back if there was a compelling reason to come back to Absolutely. Texas. Absolutely. Uh, how can they get a hold of you or where can they learn more? Great question. Thank you. So, you mentioned our, our school website, our college website is thomasaquinas.edu. If you go onto the college website and go to the search bar, Type Hope, H-O-P-E. My name is the first one that pops up, Hope Asco. Click on that. You have my contact information right there. And, uh, yeah, Hope doesn't sound like a real Irish name. I mean, it's a good, <laughs> it's a great name. And you mentioned, oh, I'm just curious, what yeah. are your other uh, siblings' names? Great Any, question. Anything really Irish? Or? Uh, you know what? Not particularly. We have Katie, Andrew, Hope, John, Christopher, Matthew, and Joy. Uh, yeah, so pretty Catholic names. Our but... kids have more Irish names than that. So we've got a Patrick at least. Oh, uh, lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful name. And Amora. And Amora. Yeah, 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 I have a cousin, Mora. My cousin's names are more impressive. Mora, Kieran, Pori, and Mela. Oh, well, there you there go. There we go. There's, yeah. there's the Irish satisfaction. Yeah, very good. Uh, is there anything else about Thomas Aquinas College that I didn't ask that I don't want you walking out saying, I wish yeah. you'd ask me this. Any, any other selling points that we haven't talked about that you would like to mention? One thing really quickly that I'd like to mention is that we have a two-week summer program for students who are juniors about to enter their senior year in high school. Um, we have this two-week summer program both in Massachusetts. We have a campus in Massachusetts and a campus in California. We have a summer program for each of them. Students, rising seniors, can come to the college for two weeks and experience the college itself. Oh, wow. We give them the material, that some of the material we read. They read that, they come, and they discuss that material like we do in our college. Um, and we also have a bunch of sports, and we take them to the local like area. So if you're in California, we take you to the beach, a Hollywood Bowl, a Santa Barbara town. If you're in Massachusetts, we take you to the Boston Freedom Trail, and you go kayaking down the Connecticut River. So it's just a really fun two weeks in itself, and it really gives you an authentic experience of the college and helps you understand if that's the college for you. Yeah, very um, nice. So yeah, I invite all rising seniors to give, take the, take a look at that. And again, the website is Tom's Aquinas. All right, Thomas Aquinas.edu. Hope Asco is uh, my guest. And uh, one thing we didn't mention is that you have some very exciting plans. Next month, uh, you're getting married. That's uh, right. Yeah. And in, in Dublin. In Dublin. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's going to be on New Year's Eve. New Year's uh, Eve. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, I can totally yeah. relate to that because I got married in, in Ireland, Northern Ireland, yes. on December 29th, many, wow. many, many, many years ago. 
and so that that's very uh, exciting. And your yeah. your fiance is a graduate of TAC as he well. He is a graduate of TAC. It's a great place to find a future spouse. Just putting yeah. that out there. You guys uh, <laughs> never have a lack of things to talk about because you're oh. both TAC trained, right? <laughs> yes, that's one. Of, it was one of the things I'm most excited for in in this marriage is the fact that we've read these great books. We've like gone through this whole education together. It's such a great source to draw from and to help lead each other to God. Yeah. And that's what marriage is about. Well, thank you very much. You're very easy to talk to, oh, and you, uh, which should be the case if you come out of <laughs> TAC. Uh, again, the website is uh, thomasaquinas.edu for Thomas Aquinas College in Southern California. Visit them, and then if you have any questions or you want to follow up with Hope, you can just find her on that website. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. And I want to thank Diane. Normally she runs the board. Diane actually helped me set this up, and uh, so thank you for her help in uh, making this possible because we had a lot of challenges. But anyways, this has been the interview of the week here on KTH, 9, 10 a.m., Guadalupe Radio Network. God bless you. Have a great rest of your weekend. That sound can only mean one thing. No, not Santa just yet. The Christmas share is just around the corner. In addition to generous donors to call in that week, I am also in need of some fabulous volunteers to come man the phone center here in our Las Colinas office on Thursday, December 1st. We have two shifts that day, 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. and 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. And each shift includes delicious food, fellowship, and fun Christmas hats. Email us at kath at grnonline.com to reserve your spot. The Advent and Christmas seasons are approaching and Little Angels Catholic Store in Capel wants to help you make it a prayerful and spiritual time. You can find books and resources to fill your Advent with a sense of holy anticipation and they have Christmas gifts for your loved ones including rosaries and religious jewelry, music, artwork, nativity sets, stocking stuffers, and more. Little Angels is a longtime sponsor of the GRN. They're located at 600 East Sandy Lake Road in Capel, just west of St. Anne Parish. They can be reached at 972-304-5200. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the KTH 9:10 a.m. interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network, uh, broadcasting across North Texas here. Thanks to Manny Ortiz running the board. And uh, my name is Dave Palmer, and we are approaching the, of course, well, we're pretty much at the end of the year, and one of the great feast days that every year we celebrate in December is December 12th, which is a feast of Our Lady Guadalupe. She is the patroness of the Americas, the patroness of this radio network. And so it's a real honor to have my friend Ricardo Flores in studio. We've done an interview before. He is a great devotee of Our Lady Guadalupe. And he also, along with his wife, Monica, is uh, the founder. Well, the two of them are co-founders of a wonderful company. I love the name Made by Catholics. And if you go to Made, Made by Catholics.com, you can find out all about their company. And so Ricardo joins me in studio to talk about himself, his wife, Our Lady Guadalupe, Monsignor Chavez, and uh, Made by Catholics. So welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for having us again. I appreciate it. Yeah. Tell, tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, Monica, your wife. Um, y'all are cradle Catholics. Cradle I know you Catholic. are, you're half uh, Mexican, half Greek, yeah, which half is an inter- interesting Greek. combination. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so tell us about yourself and a little bit about your faith life, if you would, the, the two of you. Well, we, Monica, my wife and I, uh, we've been working together for a long time in other things. Uh, we, what we do is a technical thing that's called product development. We worked in China, we worked in all over Mexico, South, South America. So uh, 10 years ago, we came to the Conclusion that we wanted to bring really nice Catholic uh, products to the states. 
Okay, so I'm an American. My kids are American. We came to live to the States, to Dallas, the beautiful city of Dallas, which I really love. And we came here to start to bring Catholic art to people that they have nice versions of Catholic art in their homes at a very reasonable price. Mm. That was the idea. Yeah. And the first thing we did was the most complicated of all that we tried to make. We tried and accomplished to make a replica of the Tilma of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Okay. It's very difficult because we, we as you know, she left her image in burlap, so we wanted to make it in burlap, so we couldn't do it in burlap, so we did it in, Jew, in burlap or jute, so we did it in synthetic jute. And we, we worked for about two years developing it, and then we finally had an image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, very similar. I can't dare to say the same, but very close to the real one at a reasonable price where everybody can have her in their home. Mm. Of course, there's a lot of images of Our Lady of Guadalupe that they Photoshop them and they, color, they change the color, they put a crown on her. All are, all are valuable. All are worth it, I mean. But we wanted to just do it with the closest to the possible replica. Mm-hmm. And then it, it started changing with the pandemic. We didn't disappear. Thanks to God, like a lot of small companies, we're a Texas company, so we started doing other Catholic art, and that's why we created Made by Catholics. So what we do is bring all traditional images of, of the St. Michael, the Divine Mercy, and all different sizes, uh, so people can have art in their home, Catholic yeah. art in their home. Yeah, I think it's so important, and I'm sure you would agree that our homes look Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my wife is very good about that. She's very, you know, we've got Our Lady Guadalupe, and we got the Divine Mercy image. We've mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. a lot of things. I think when mm-hmm. people come into your home, they should be able to recognize that this is a Catholic home. Of course, yes. yeah, and yes. that and to that end, it, that people can purchase things at madebycatholic.com. So you mentioned about the saints, Our Lady Guadalupe. What are some of the other products that you offer? Well, it, it, it's like this. I want to try to explain another basic thing. Uh, we know that for 19 centuries, since Jesus Christ was born to the day, 19 centuries, this is the 20th century to the 2000 and something, okay? People couldn't read and write. Most of the, of the world's population was poor. And they had no access to education. So how did the Catholic Church communicate to all these people, millions of people, right? Of course, they can go to Mass, of course, but they couldn't read and write. So how did the Catholic Church communicate? They communicated through art, mm-hmm. and they communicated through painting. And many of the paintings we all know, the, the Last Supper, the Sistine Chapel, the images that San Faustina had painted, all those were painted by Catholic people. A lot of devotions follow them. The, the Protestant Church follows a lot of images, but all of them were painted by Catholics or made by Catholic statues. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we came to that conclusion. The way to communicate to people between their family or if they're very young, maybe children that still don't talk or, or maybe older people or if they're German or if they're Irish or if they're uh, Russian or they, anyway, they look at a painting and they get their own message. Mm-hmm. If they're sad, if they're happy, if they're celebrating, if they're mourning, everybody sees a Catholic image in a different way. So that's what we said, Catholic images, painting. So we do a lot of images. Yeah. Now we do St. Michael, we do the Divine Mercy, we do Padre Pio, we do, we always stick to the traditional image. 
We don't Photoshop. We don't modify. We don't nothing. Mm-hmm. And that, and we try to do it at a good price. So that's our, that's what it is now. We started with Latilma and now we do it with a lot of different images. Yeah. And your customers are not only individuals, but also I think parishes and schools. I think you told me one time that uh, even diocese didn't the uh, the yeah. San Angelo diocese uh, Bishop says he yeah bought some well things? Bishop says uh, to a great friend Jim Solomon we made a a really nice banner with a Eucharistic uh, revival and and Bishop says uh, I don't have the honor to know him but I did it with a, a friend for him mm-hmm. right he put the banner that we made a, a very nice tapestry in all the parishes of San Angelo yes yeah and we also work with. It's a, this is really something, because we're a small company, but we work with EWTN, sell some of the things we make, believe it or not. We also work with the great Knights of Columbus nationwide, of course with the Knights of Columbus Texas-wide. We're going to have sales with the Knights of Columbus at the, at the Cathedral of Guadalupe in, uh, and uh, maybe San Juan Diego and maybe the Immaculate Conception in Fort Worth this year. Mm. So people come and buy what made up by Catholics make, and the money is to help the Knights of Columbus in their charity. Yeah. So we do it with schools. We do it with the great Knights of Columbus. We do it with parishes. We do it with big companies. Yeah. I remember when you, when you, offered, <laughs> when you offered to me the big St. Joseph uh, tapestry yeah, uh, nice. for, for the year of St. Joseph, and uh-huh. you said you gave it to me on one condition. You said, I'll give it to you as long as you display it. And you, you've seen it here, right? Yeah, we, we, here we, he is. Yeah, we still have Great it. I mean, it's, Joseph, it, that was that was really nice. Uh, yeah, it's uh, beautiful. It's beautiful, and the people come and see the image. Of course, we are honored that it's here in Radio Guadalupe, right? But uh, people see the images and they stop. It's always the same thing. We have an image, like when you go to your church every day, you go or every week, you go, you go, you see these paintings on the walls that you've seen since you're a kid. Say, who painted this? Mm-hmm. What well, I've seen this image for years. That's a huge tradition. So here in Radio Guadalupe, I'm sure people come and see the image of St. Joseph on the one, and they stop, right? Mm-hmm. And they see him. And that image, that's not made by us, it's made by some Catholic 400 years ago, gives them a message. Yeah. If he's in yeah. a good mood, makes him happier. If he's kind of sad, makes him gives some comfort, right? If, if he suddenly sees the image, it gives him some assurance of his faith. So that's we speak through images, if you if you mm-hmm. may say so. Yeah. That's what we try. So is uh, what is your best seller? What are people most interested in buying these days? Well, that's completely. Uh, well, we sell nationwide from California to New York, right? Different parts of the country. We make a lot of images of vintage hearts. Uh, I mean, we call it vintage. Vintage is a name that they use a lot. But old hearts, three hundred four. A lot of people like the image of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, yeah. the Immaculate Heart of Mary. There's other parts of the country, of course, Our Lady of Guadalupe. There's other, other parts of the country, the Divine Mercy. Of course, the Divine Mercy that was painted by instructors of St. Faustina. Not all the other ones, just the original one. Of course, St. Michael, Archangel. Everybody loves him, right? If I don't want to sound like shallow, but everybody loves him. Mm-hmm. So we make... Uh, Mm, images of saints. We make a lot, about 25 different images that we're growing to other ones that people ask us. Why don't you make one of uh, Padre Pio? Okay, why don't we, we listen a lot to the people. Yeah, so when somebody makes a request like that, uh, let's just say, you know, St. John Chrysostom. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you may not have an image already of St. John Chrysostom. 
Uh, I thought of him because my daughter was born in his feast okay. day on September hey, 13th. Can you customize like yes, that? Yes, to any, for, any saint anybody wants? For example, the the shrine of Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton yeah. in Maryland, right? We yeah. make that one. Yeah. They called us and we make it for them. For example, the shrine of Lourdes in Maryland. We also make theirs, see? For example, the Basilica of Angels in L.A., there's some real famous tapestries made by artists there. We make those, see? But that doesn't mean you have to be a big church. Yeah. There's little little stores or also little schools that we make for them. We don't need to make thousands. We make 20, 30, because the main issues, we want the image to be in every home as possible. Mm. Do you have one for St. Thomas Aquinas? Not yet. It's, it's coming up. It is? Coming up because okay. it's in the list. But yes, if you make that one, I'll buy one. No, let's, no, but let's make some. Why not? Okay. See, what I mean is, we, I mean, we always yeah. keep it like that. They tell us, can you, why not? Just, there is one thing that we always ask, right? Because, like, for example, St. Thomas Aquinas, right? Usually there's 12 images, right? This one or that one or this one or that one. We, we, we don't know. So we always ask the person that asks us, would you be able to tell me which is the image that most people like mm-hmm. or, or not like, identify. For example, here's another one. They call me from uh, St. Augustine, Florida, right? Yeah. Because the, the La, Our Lady of La Leche is there. Oh, yeah, I've there. seen that, yeah. Okay, and they crowned the statue a year ago. Oh, okay. That statue, that's the f- oldest parish in the USA. Yes. St. Augustine, Florida. And Our Lady of La Leche statue, wooden statue, which has a long story there. And they called us suddenly out of the blue. And we made all the banners for the small and big for schools to help fundraise for Our Lady of La Leche in St. Augustine, Florida. That must be such a cool feeling to know that you could (laughs) travel around the country, even the world perhaps, and see your work there. I mean, and, and, you know, blessing people. Yeah, it's been a long way. We, I mean, it was a huge struggle. It still is a struggle. But, yeah. yes, we do have a, a lot of our work in England, people that have bought things from us, or Africa. For example, the statue of Our Lady Guadalupe Parish with Father Wright in the Central African Togo, we made that also. We, uh, we've sent to Japan, to Vietnam. So then uh, so the people come and say, can we do something about my saint? And of course we do it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Now, I I mentioned Our Lady Guadalupe at the beginning, yeah, and I know course, you have yeah. a great devotion to yes, her course, as well. Yes. Let's talk uh, about Our Lady Guadalupe. I know you're um, friends with Monsignor Eduardo Chavez. Well, I, I'm, I'm uh, his interpreter once in a while. I, I wish I'd be his friend, but he likes me. Tell our listeners, in case they don't know who he is, uh, who he is and how he connects with Our Lady Guadalupe in a, in well, a pretty important well, way. Monsignor Eduardo Chavez, he's a, he's the priest that headed the canonization of San Juan Diego. Okay? San Juan Diego is uh, the humble peasant where Our Lady Guadalupe gave her his, actually gave him her image to give to Fray Juan de Sumara. Okay. So, Padre, Monsignor Eduardo Chavez had visited us here in Dallas a couple of weeks ago. He's, he's seen everything. He's been all over the world. He's seen these books in the Vatican, in New York, any corner of the world, trying to put together the necessary information to canonize San Juan Diego. Mm-hmm. And everybody would say, well, why don't they just canonize him and that's it, right? That would, that would, you would say, right? But of course not. The church has a very strict protocol to canonize a saint. 
where you have to, every detail is considered. So, Monsignor Eduardo Chavez did all that. And he's also the director of the Institute of, Superior Institute of Guadalupano Studies, which, by the way, is on the other side of the Tepeyac Mountain. Okay. So, the Basilica is on one side, and the, the Institute of Padre Chavez is on the other side of the Tepeyac uh, Hill, right? And uh, he was here at Dallas. He was here at Dallas to help a beautiful um, mission or uh, apostolate, which is Materfilius. So he came here to speak to help Materfilius, which they help a uh, uh, woman that nobody wants to help, right? They want to have their baby, and everybody's giving their back, right? Even the family, the father, and they help them. And they help them in a nice way because they give them a home. Mm. They give them respect. <clears> and home. again, a nice tie-in with what <clears throat> Materfilius does is that Our Lady Guadalupe is unique as a um, as Our Lady and apparition of Our Lady because she was pregnant, right? Yeah, yeah. That's also something that's extremely important. Thank you for reminding me about that. When we see all the apparitions, right, there's 20 apparitions accepted by the Vatican. We know a lot of them, Fatima, Kievo. Maybe uh, uh, I'm sorry, Lords, all these apparitions. The only apparition where Our Lady Guadalupe left something behind, which is the tilma, the tilma of Our Lady Guadalupe. So number one, she left something behind. Number two, the message was of love, because the Spaniards and the the Mexican, uh, the Native Mexicans, okay. not only okay. the Aztecs, the Toltecs, the Aztecs, a lot of Native Mexicans were killing each other. Or the Spanish people killing them, and the, and then suddenly it stopped. It stopped because Our Lady of Guadalupe showed what Mexico means. And now I speak like a Mexican. Mexican is a Mexico is a country that's very different because the two races mixed. I know in the states it's a melting pot. All races mixed in the states. What's wonderful about the states in Mexico? They stopped the killing and they mixed. So they created a new nation, a new nation. So that Our Lady of Guadalupe did that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then besides that, well, Monsignor Chavez said that it really is so important. When we pray to an apparition like Our Lady of Guadalupe, Our Lady of Guadalupe is pregnant. And she has Jesus Christ in her womb. So we are praying to both of them. That's the, that's the most powerful message. We are praying to both of them. She's looking at us. We're seeing her. But inside her womb, is Jesus Christ. Mm. So it's like a, like, it's like a two for one, right? Yeah. If you want to say it like that, well, yeah. but it's not that way. It is, right? But what they're doing really is they're praying. We're praying to Jesus and his mother, his mother and Jesus at the same time. Yeah. So then she left that image five, almost 500 years ago. It's still here. Jesus and Mary are together there. That's what it means. One of the things I find unique about Our Lady Guadalupe is, like you, like you mentioned, she's it's the only apparition where she left something behind. Where she left us her image uh, behind. The only okay. one where she was pregnant. The only and, one she was pregnant, yeah. And there's so much to talk about with Our Lady Guadalupe, but one thing that I think is kind of lost, and you've already mentioned a little bit about the message of love, is what exactly was her message? I mean, she, you know, I, like Fatima... I think people talk more about the message mm-hmm, and the, the mm-hmm, secrets yeah. and Russia and uh-huh. you know uh, the you know the vision of hell. Other than you, you, you mentioned the, the the you know the message of love. What else did she want to impart? Not only to Juan Diego, but to the rest of us, even living today. What what what, what was uh, what was the her point? Well, I, I was like it's difficult, but uh, because I'm not a scholar, yeah. right? 
But there's a lot of different messages. For example, one message is he left it in a very humble textile. Why yeah. didn't she leave it in gold? Yeah. Okay. Another message, he gave it to the one of the most humble people. San Juan Diego, the Cubs and Golds, but he was already a catechist, right? She, 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 she leaves it in the moment of extreme dire situation in Mexico. A lot of blood, a lot of killing. Yeah. A lot of, uh, so uh, she wanted to come to a stop, yeah. right? And she accomplished it. Yeah. Of course, she accomplishes whatever she wants, right? But in combination with uh, us, with San Juan Diego and the Archbishop Juan de Subarraga, she accomplished it. Yeah. I remember one one other thing, and I've only read, I don't know, I'm, I'm like you, I'm not a scholar of Our Lady Guadalupe, no, but the way she spoke so affectionately to Juan Diego course, yeah. and the way she addressed him, and she also said, do you not know that I'm your mother? Yeah. And so I think that's one of the... the what more do you need? Yeah. Don't you that, know you're not, that I'm your mother? What else do you need? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's really, because if, there's a book called, a little book called Nika Mopawa that, that displays all the different parts of the, the five apparitions, right? But what's also very Hispanic or Mexican or whatever why you want to call it, she speaks to him with extreme tenderness. Yeah, yeah. He speaks to her also with extreme tenderness. Yeah, yeah. See, she says, mi niña, mi señora, my 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 mother, my little mother. So he communicates to her with extreme kindness, mm-hmm. and she communicates to him the same. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. R- Ricardo Flores is my guest. Uh, he and his wife Monica are f- co-founders of MadeByCatholics.com. They make beautiful images and tapestries and products that will make your home reflect your faith and also mm-hmm. bring in the. The, the angels and the saints and a whole lot of things. We're down to our last uh, about five minutes or so. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, what else do you want to talk about in regard to uh, Made by Catholics? And, uh, of well, course, we want to give out that website, madebycatholics.com, invite people to support you as a small Catholic business. Yeah, Texas, uh, and also a, a Texas, Texas Catholic yeah, business, which is yes. all, and also Dallas basis. <laughs> yeah. No, what I would say is... Uh, this is, even if I mentioned that we've done for our big companies, okay, we're open. See, we work with the Knights of Columbus, which they're great. Well, I'm a, I'm a knight and also the knight. And we're also open with schools and with ministries and with other, they, if they want to sell to make money for their charity, we're open. Mm-hmm. We're, another thing, we're going to be at the Renaissance Hotel, everybody, please, n- next Saturday, we're going to have the, the event that we always have a pro-life that a lot of vendors go. We raise money for pro-life. Please go to the Renaissance. It's really nice. And uh, maybe you can buy some products from everybody there to help. <clears throat> so there's a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Don't think that if there's a small parish, there's parishes that call me ministry. They say, we want to raise some money to buy some clothes for the children of the, of the choir. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or we want to raise some money to buy a ticket for a priest to come see it. Nothing is small. We just we just give them an, an opportunity to have a product that's made by Catholics, made in Mexico, the U.S. that they sell at a really good price to to help charity. 
Yes. So it's a budget that you could buy for yourself, big company. Everybody can do mm-hmm. it. We do. We work with everybody. Yeah, I want to thank you because you've been very generous to us. You know, when we've had our summer speaker series event, those of you listening who have been there, we have given away uh, the, the the image of the Tilma. We've given uh, yeah. various things. In fact, Saint Joseph. I don't know River. if you heard the story. There's uh, we we did our we asked you know people to donate to support Catholic Radio, uh-huh. and we said you had to give at least five hundred dollars to get into the the drawing for the extra gifts and we okay. had a number of gifts uh-huh. one uh, one couple gave ten thousand dollars and she told me afterwards she said her husband of course they wanted to support catholic radio that's course, why they, they course, gave course, which is but she important. said that her husband really was hoping to win one of the tapestries of saint joseph that we gave away he didn't so win it sweet. i ended up sending so them one because you yeah, had we been, should send them one yeah, and, 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 and i and i <laughs> said you give ten thousand dollars i'll send you a tapestry and so people really really like these a lot yeah, you and, know that's the magic. We're, okay, we're just like uh, we're like instruments, right? Like Dave and Radio Guadalupe showed it to them. We made them, right? Mm-hmm. But the real evangelizer is art itself. Yeah, this kind man was seeing this image, right? It moved him, right? Maybe he felt happy, maybe he reflected, but it moved him, right? He's doing a Catholic. He's seeing a Catholic image, traditional image that we didn't actually design. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 